0: Kneeling by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thankful the to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber Now the world is still asleep Freedom loving you're a deplorable bum I reside in the States But Scotland is where I'm from Sometimes I feel defeated But we will always stand tall Fighting with my family We go one, we go We may And tops of bread and wine indoctrinate our children Throw the world into the We're the, the people who need to stand Firm and understand Without liberty and freedom All we have is dirt and land Holding the sword high I'll stand firmly through the pain Given at the end of my life decision you should make, I will be your servant and warrior whose soul you will take. We may fall, holding the line. Yeah, we may fall, but we'll be fine. The world will see.
1: Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? I see that, uh, no sound on great Papa Steve. If you guys can hear me, give me a five, five, please. Check one, two, three. Can you guys hear me? Okay. I got a five, five. So Steve, it must be on your end, but If you're not getting sound, then you didn't hear me just say that. Guys, this is Kilt the Christian, episode 544. Today is Thursday, MSM Liars Thursday. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We are the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. Hey, for those of you that are just now popping in that I did not get a chance to say hello to, God bless you. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, John MSM Liars will be here soon. He is at uh, practice right now. I'm finishing up his hitting practice and we'll be here probably in about 30 minutes or so. So we're going to go over a little bit of news and then we'll get into the conversation with him. It was a busy day, guys. So I'm, uh, for those of you, I'm getting back, and I'm catching up on all my emails, so I'll be reaching out to all of you soon. I have just been so slammed recently. It's been unbelievable. And uh, last night, I had a meeting about a job, which uh, which is good. that The editing I'll be doing after the show, so that won't interfere with anything that we're doing here. I just had to uh, have a meeting with them. It was California time, so I had to do it during our show last night. But the interview went really well. It's a pretty big job. It's only one editing job, but it's like an hour and a half documentary or something, so that'll be pretty good. And I hope to hear back from them tomorrow with that extra work, which would be nice because uh, we all need to make a living. So we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of news until John gets here. And I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful day. Um, weather got a little bit chilly here again. I think we may get a small chance for some snow tomorrow. Hopefully it's the real snow because uh, Wu sent me a photo. They got dumped on yesterday um, over on the Northwest. And the snow burnt. So basically he made a little snowball and he held a lighter up to it. And generally when you hold fire up to ice or snow, it likes to melt. But not this stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. This stuff right here didn't even drip. It ev- evaporated. And literally when you're looking at the snowball, you can see black tar um, like it was burnt. And I did that when I was down in Texas and we had that snowstorm as well. And there's a big difference it, if you guys ever want to know what snow is the real snow and which snow is the fabricated stuff, do what Jay Woo did. Make a little uh, snowball, put a lighter up to it. And like I said, if you notice anything black and charring, exactly true, Patriots. The microplastics, 100%. Yeah, you don't want to. I, I think um, yellow snow is probably safer than that stuff. So I would recommend not eating it. You know, maybe build a snowman or something, but definitely do not eat that snow. So, uh, what do we have going on in the world? Well, we're under attack. We are a hundred percent under attack right now. So yesterday, um, we had, uh, I think three or four shootings. Those were like the public shootings, not involving the police officers. Then you had a couple of more shootings in a couple other different um, blue cities where police officers were shot. And the funny thing was I was keeping up with all these things. And most of these, uh, shootings that took place yesterday, there was a shooting in a Georgia school. There was a, A couple other shootings that took place, one in Missouri at the uh, Kansas City Chief um, Super Bowl rally that happened. And uh, most of these stories are completely disappearing. And, And we all know why they're disappearing. But here's a funny thing. Right when that happened, right when the shots started going out and they went live on the news, I went through and started reading headlines. And every headline said something like, white supremacist shoots up at Super Bowl rally. Um, Some of them that my favorite, hands down, was uh, a and, and bear with me if you guys can hear what I'm hearing in this article. It literally said, "Dark, dark-skinned white supremacists shoot up rally for Super Bowl." So let me repeat that: dark-skinned white supremacists. Well, what does it turn out to be? It turned out to be no white people. I think there may have been one, but he was from another country. I, I, I believe all of these were um, immigrants. One, they were black and they were Hispanic. Um, at the very most, they certainly weren't white. And then um, to get even deeper, one of the guys that they caught may have been connected, had the same name, very well could be the same person that was connected to a bombing that took place in Texas. So and and all of these shootings had that one thing in common, um, not to mention all the other rabble rousing and everything you're hearing going around the country right now. It's all immigrants. And they like like I said, right off the bat, they go with the white person, they get those headlines out there and then the truth comes out and they never get back to the actual reality because they're trying to convince people hate white people. So now we got John Kerry confesses to live treason on camera. So listen to this. I will tell you, because as Secretary of State, I was deeply involved in this.
2: All of us in the administration were trying to get rid of that prosecutor from Obama to the secretary of state to the vice president, all of us were working on that, the ambassador. And and we knew if Ukraine was gonna survive and win
3: the revolution in the end, the Maidan, they had to get rid of that prosecutor
1: and they did. So I, they are coming out and admitting it now. So, um, and this is some of the older footage that's resurfacing now because it's starting to make a little sense to some people, why is that? So you guys recall, Trump, when he first got into office, and even before, was very open about his administration and his campaign being spied on. I think like 25 people or something like that got spied on, including him. But what did they do? Because he was saying it was Obama, his administration, it was John Brennan, who I called Raisin Face Turd Muffin. All of these guys literally denied you know, that any of this took place. Um, the whole Russia collusion thing, like everything that they put forward now is starting to come back out into the media because they have got proof that they did exactly what Trump said, that they literally spied on his campaign. This is now, like I said, it's finally going public. And uh, I got Jesse, Jeff- Jesse Waters um, did a uh, an interview where he talked about this too. So I'm going to play this real quick. And he says, deep state is scrambling to find a missing top secret binder that shows how Obama's CIA set up the Russia hoax. So listen to this.
2: Brand new details about how Obama's CIA targeted Trump and started the entire Russia hoax. For years, we were told that tips from an Australian diplomat tipped off the FBI after a random conversation with Papadopoulos, a no-name 20-something. But according to new reporting by Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, the whole thing was a CIA setup. Former CIA director, John Brennan, identified 26 Trump associates to be targeted by the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, And then those interactions were the targets and were targeted by the FBI. So
1: I'm going to go back. Q has, what's been crazy is what's taken place since the Super Bowl. There's been so many little things that have been popping up here and there, and Q literally called out absolutely every bit of this, including what Jesse Waters is talking about. I'm going to finish this uh, interview or this uh, segment here in a second, but I want to point something out. How many of you guys... How many of you know what Five Eyes is? And then how many of you that know what Five Eyes is knew what Five Eyes was before two or three years ago? Well, many people did not understand or know what Five Eyes is. So let me explain what it is to those of you that do not know. Five, we legally cannot spy on our own country. We No country is allowed to spy on their own people. So they have like a little international loophole that they call Five Eyes. So I know that Canada... United States, New Zealand, Australia, um, France, I think is um, one of them, but they basically spy on us and we spy on them. And then we hand over the information that we found spying on them to France, to Canada, to New Zealand or Australia, and they do the same thing to us. Since it's illegal for us to spy on our own people, we loophole it and have other countries spying on us and giving us that information so that we're not breaking that rule. Um. So that's what Five Eyes is. So Q called this out and he literally mentioned Five Eyes was part of what was going on here with this big spy game. So here's the crazy part. And it looks like we were 100 percent right about what we had um, theorized at the beginning. Why did they search Mar-a-Lago? Well, they kept saying that they were trying to find classified documents that Trump took away, but remember, as a president of the United States, you were allowed to declassify anything you want to. So he was ultimately brought um, you know, all this stuff home with him that he had declassified. So they said that they were looking for classified information that Trump wasn't legally allowed to do, which was completely wrong. What were they really looking for? Well, it turns out that they were looking for this file that literally had all this proof. And we knew that. We said that a while back that Trump walked out there with all the proof of the spying and stuff. And that is what they were trying to retrieve at Mar-a-Lago. So it looks like we were 100% right about that. So it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes because nothing ever seems to go anywhere. We see this over and over again. So I'm gonna finish this uh, segment real quick and then we'll discuss it.
2: Suspicious, And that's how the FBI launched the Russia collusion hoax. The details of this entire operation have been stored in a top secret binder in a secret room in Washington. Trump ordered the whole thing declassified. And now the rumor is that the binder might be missing. Joining me now, one of the reporters who broke the story, Michael Schellenberger. Michael, explain how this all started with the CIA picking these 26 Trump people.
4: Yeah, good to be with you, Jesse. Well, obviously, this is an extremely serious story and serious allegation by multiple credible sources that Public and Racket, that's Matt Tybee's uh, publication, have spoken to. These are people that are close to the House intelligence investigation of how the Russia collusion hoax began. The story, as you mentioned, was that, oh, we were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that this was initiated by the U.S. government. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations Intelligence Agencies, that's the other English-speaking nations, including Britain and Australia, to spy on 26 Trump associates, or at least they had a list of the 26 associates that were identified. This is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. Uh, We feel very confident that our sources were in a position to know and are very credible in this report. It's obviously a very serious allegation because this is illegal spying and it's illegal election interference. Okay, so you're reporting that the
2: CIA got these allies to bump these 26 Trump associates, create interactions and then call these interactions suspicious and let the FBI know they were suspicious and that starts the whole thing. What about this binder that encapsulates this whole thing and no one knows where it is right now or Trump has it? What's that?
4: Trump's got it. Well, Jesse, we'll have a piece tomorrow that is specifically about the binder, but uh, as a friend of, uh, of the show and of yours on this, I'll say that there has been widespread speculation that this binder. Was the, was the reason or a reason for the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. And we'll be discussing that tomorrow. But obviously, if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government, initiated the Russia collusion hoax, that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the Durham investigation, had portrayed it, then that's extremely serious information. And it may be, if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Again, we'll have more to say about it tomorrow, but this is a huge, huge story. I mean, I can't, I've been thinking about it in the history of the United States of America. Have we ever had something like this where the intelligence community was weaponized against a political candidate and weaponizing, and using our foreign allies to do it, I, I can't think of a more important or dramatic story.
2: Yeah. And then going to great lengths by using FBI raids to cover it up. That's just an absolute incredible development. Great reporting to you and to Matt. And we look forward to your report tomorrow. Thank you so much.
1: So this is one of the biggest things that we've seen so far as far as um, information coming out. So I'm going to play angels advocate here for just a second, Get, just look at things from both perspectives. now there it does look like we are just basically screwed and our government's completely against this and you know we just don't know what's going on right now so i'm going to just ask you to look at this from another perspective so we we know that god puts people in their places so even though biden right now who is an evil tyrannical guy um he wouldn't have been in his position unless god had allowed it to sometimes people are just in their little slumber and don't realize what's going on. So they have to be shown how bad things can get before they can wake up. So we've had a great example of this because we've all said this. Nobody in this world is waking people up quicker than this administration is because they're playing on their cards. They're showing how corrupt they are. They're showing the two-tier justice system. Like everything about this is just waking people up. And you can go to any social media and see examples about this um, everywhere. So what I'm wondering is this was this allowed to happen was biden allowed to get into that spot in order to wake those people up and why would all this information that we know is out there this one included you know with uh, the spying that took place in the trump campaign why did it take so long to come out wouldn't it make sense like if you were to release this information because we know how fast information moves anymore we know that today we're talking about one thing but next week we're going to be talking about a completely different thing and we're going to forget all about the thing that we're talking about this week so what would happen what would have happened if all of this information, if Trump had released this proof of the spying on his campaign and everything three years ago, we'd have forgotten about it. People would have moved on to the next big thing, just like they do. They push you to the next big thing, whether it's another false flag, whether it's another shooting, whether it's another 9-11, whatever it is, they keep us distracted and they keep pulling us, um, you know, in absolutely 100% controlling what we view. So wouldn't it make sense that if you had this information, that you held on to it, And you released it bit by bit closer to the election time. So we are less than a year away from from the uh, 2024 elections. And now all of a sudden, all this information is starting to drip out. So going back to something that Q had said, Q had made a statement that um, the fun would begin directly after the Super Bowl. And he said that what came out would make the Super Bowl look like a puppy bowl. So literally, the day after the Super Bowl, um it's like the skies just opened up with all the tyranny getting um exposed. You've got um even down to the Senate with passing that uh, bill with all the money that's going over to Ukraine, to Israel, and so forth, um you know, that showed their hand because it showed that they're willing that they care more about other countries than they care about our own country. They have nothing about the border in it whatsoever. And, you know, in in a normal world where they were working to take care of the people, they would have gone, okay, well, look, if it's not going to pass this way, let's pass a separate clean border bill and then go to any financing that goes overseas. But they didn't do that. Instead, they just pushed the border thing to the side, which is the most important thing that we're dealing with right now. They pushed it to the side and they went ahead by pushing this other money through overseas. So fortunately, um, our Speaker of the House has not allowed this to come up into the House yet. So they're not going to be voting on it. So that money will not be going over there as of now. But we'll see where it goes, because I also hear that our speaker's been making some backdoor negotiations and so forth. Um, But nonetheless, a lot of this information is coming out. People are seeing it waking up. And I imagine this is the end. We're probably going to start seeing more of this proof and hopefully the file, because we also have to go back and look at um, the interview that took place just recently with Putin and Tucker Carlson. So um, I got to give this to John. Um, John sent this to me earlier. He wasn't the one that found this. Let me look it up real quick. I want to make sure that I give the person, uh, the right person credit for finding this little jewel. So they were going through, um, they were going through uh, all the footage. Hold on for a second. Where'd you go, John? There we go. Yeah, so um, they, they asked a question. When did Tucker actually go to Russia? So apparently, um, Jackie, Jackie's the one that caught this. So if you're out there, this is a great catch. Notice that um, Tucker released another part of his interview or his um, time over in Russia. And he was in a grocery store purchasing groceries and different items so that he could show the people the cost of living there. Because they're trying to tell you everything in Russia. There's nothing on the shelves and everything that's on the shelves is so expensive. So he went over there. And the shelves were packed full, like more full than we got here in the States. Everything was a whole lot more affordable. I think he was saying he paid like 50% less for the food and items that he bought over there than he does right here. The weird thing was, is when Tucker was in that store, there was still Christmas items for sale on the shelves in the background. So you had Christmas trees, you had uh, decorations and all that other stuff. So the question is, when did Tucker really go to interview um, Putin? And if this is the case, how smooth is that, Tucker? You are awesome because he literally convinced everybody he was going over there right now, everybody's eyes are over there, and it looks like he actually went and did this interview more around Christmas time, and then just came back here, held on to it, and told everybody that he was heading over there right now. So if that's the case, that is just absolutely brilliant and pretty darn smooth. Exactly washed up, Bum. We're watching a movie, and, and I tell you, I, I literally sat down with, with Nathan Moonwolf, and we had this conversation. And I'm like, brother, I'm telling you, with all the stuff that's coming out right now, everything that we're seeing, I am telling you more and more and more that we may very well be watching mostly a movie. There's still stuff happening in the background, but we're watching a movie because this is stuff that they do not want to come out. And they're freaking out right now, and they're all starting to turn on one another in a major, major way, So, um, including all the stuff that's coming about Biden. Apparently, Obama went and actually talked to um, Biden and was giving him advice on how to gracefully exit. So they know that he's going to be replaced. The question is who they're going to be replaced in. From what I have been reading, um, Michelle Obama is not going to be the replacement, but they could also just be telling you that, just like they're trying to tell you all the things that Trump is going to do that Trump never said, you know, like, uh, that, you know, um, who they're calling out. Oh yeah. That Nikki Haley is going to be his vice president, all that other stuff. Not true. So next, uh, So shock report source at the National Sheriff's Association claims that an estimated 2 million suspected terrorists may have crossed the border and are currently in the United States. So as I told you, we had um, multiple shootings. I think we're up to like five or six between yesterday and today, not to mention the shootings that took place with the police officers, not to mention the guy that drove his car into a hospital in Austin and started doing donuts inside that place, not to mention the oil refineries that caught on fire, a couple of other food processing plants that have caught on fire and an airport that started smoking out today. So it's looking like, like we are absolutely 100% under attack right now. Now they are coming out saying that, because uh, you guys remember MS-13, which pretty much disappeared for the most part. I, don't, I haven't heard about them in a long time. Now there's another gang that's coming up here that is supposed to be joining forces with MS-13, causing all the carnage and chaos, actually, Wild Step Bomb, that they can possibly do. So we are literally under attack right now, um, which is why they're trying to push out the narrative. It's the white people, it's the white people, it's the white people, Or and then they just avoid the conversation because this stuff's coming out. It's going to get a whole lot worse, guys. We are on the verge of it with all the weird little things that are coming out this week. Even Jeff was like, man, something big is about to, ha- is about to come down. Another weird thing that I came across is uh, Saudi Arabia. So this isn't scriptural, but it kind of falls into it because you know there's some people out there that wonder – you know, if Christ is the, the Lord of Lords, um, you know, and a lot of people also believe that the Islam religion, Muhammad or Allah or whatever, is the Antichrist. I think it'd be Muhammad, um, you know, and like I said, I don't know that for sure, but this is still interesting because it does fall into their scripture. Saudi Arabia was a desert like a month ago. And right now there's literally green um, trees and plants and all this stuff like growing in the desert right now. And that was all um, apparently prophesized. So, so even, you know, like I said, no matter how you're looking at it, all of these little things that um, people have talked about for centuries is starting to manifest. And especially when you got like literally greenage growing in the middle of a desert, I thought it was crazy enough that um, Euphrates was drying up, which is another, which is one of our prophecies so um this one right here is a recent uh, report suggests that two million individuals labeled as terrorists may be in our country right now so listen to this my
3: source at the national sheriff's association confirmed this morning that an estimated
1: two million suspected terrorists may have crossed the border and are currently in the united states I... seeing it's sad because um and, and i we talked about this the other night but this just this is one of the things that just drives me up the wall right now is it? you know, with Mayorkas, with everyone that they're investigating, or they're trying to impeach or whatever, they all say the same thing. They call it incompetence. And it's not incompetence. Incompetence is taking a job that you just can't do, that you're not capable of doing. That is incompetence. He, Mayorkas, is literally working the commands of the uppers. Biden, Obama, all those people that are above him, they're telling him what to do. Mayorkas is just fulfilling that. So what so if they get rid of Mayorkas, if they keep Mayorkas, it doesn't matter, because they're going to replace him with another person that's going to do exactly what Mayorkas is doing and it's listening to the uppers. So it the reason this drives me nuts is because it's our congressmen and our senators that are coming out and saying "quote incompetence," and it's like you guys know darn well that this is not incompetence; that this is deliberate; that they are doing this on purpose; they are allowing two, like two million at least, and and like I said, this isn't two million. Immigrants coming into our country. This is two hundred or two million immigrant terrorists that have come into our country, Um, and and the thing is, is our uh, FBI, our CIA, our Border Patrol, um, all of our agencies right here, DOJ doesn't do anything. It's literally the sheriffs are the ones that are getting this information and having to come and bring it to you because our government refuses to do it because they admit this then their whole thing falls apart because they've literally been telling you for the last like three years that the border's not open. And now they're like, well, the border's open, but it's Trump's fault. This is just going to get crazy and crazy and crazier. And we are seeing a big uptick on Chinese coming across the border, too, which I'll get into in a second. So next up, almost unbelievable, isn't it? There is no other reason that the DOJ doesn't want a person to prove that they are a citizen. Obviously, they want the right to cheat more than they want to protect the integrity of the vote. The Dems want these illegal aliens um, that they have allowed to come into our country to be here, not only to vote, but for many other reasons. So, wow, the Biden DOJ is suing Arizona because they just passed a law requiring proof of citizenship to vote in federal elections. What does that tell you? They're trying to say, oh, this has nothing to do with voting. Um, Our Constitution doesn't allow. Matter of fact, if you go back and look at the Constitution, it was more speculation. I think at one time you literally had to be a landowner to go out and vote. So the rules are actually more, um, more hardcore than, than we actually are living them right now, but certainly not allowing people to come into our country to make this vote. Um, it's unbelievable. So what does that tell you? It tells you that's one of the big reasons that they're trying to bring these in is they are replacing Americans. So people of color that are American citizens, uh, black people that are American citizens, guess what? You have just been replaced. And it wasn't by the white people they've been telling you or the white supremacists that are racist because, well, we're not. We love you. We see you no differently than you see us. We see you as patriotic American citizens. I don't care what color you are. If you were standing next to me with a rifle on a battlefield, you are a brother or a sister in arms. I could care less if you were green with purple hair. Doesn't matter to me. If you are a patriotic American-loving Christian citizen, We're on the same team. And uh, so don't buy into the stuff. And fortunately, we're seeing a lot of the African-Americans waking up now and they're realizing that they have been lied to by the Democrat Party and they are coming over to our party in droves. It is unbelievable how many videos I see. Sadly, the majority of those videos have a whole lot of F-bombs. So I always, if it's got like more than 30 F-bombs, I won't play it. If it's only got like 10, I will. And i warn you about it ahead of time. So here are current economies that are in recession. Um, so it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. United Kingdom in a recession, Luxembourg, um, Denmark, uh, Moldova, Finland, Estonia, Ireland, Japan, Peru, all these people right now are in a, uh, recession and we will be in ours here soon. So get ready for it guys. Uh, have a little extra cash at home, get some silver, get some gold, make sure more importantly that you've got food, water, and all that stuff that you're going to need because we're going to need it. Uh, next the real national security threat is the illegitimate Biden regime in Congress. So house intelligence committee, chairman Turner statement on a serious national threat. So this is kind of important. Yeah, exactly. David S. freedom seeds. Go out and get your freedom seeds. Um, so, uh, right now we got the house intelligence committee, chairman Turner, he's a rhino by the way. So don't get too excited about what he's trying to say. Um, He says, uh, Washington, D.C. House Permanent Select Committees and Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner issued the following statement. Today, the House uh, Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of the Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I'm requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, or allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. So, they spent half the day talking about a serious threat. You know, just basically, let's let's freak everybody out. We'll not answer the question as to what this threat is. We'll just talk about the threat. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is serious. Oh man, they're, they're calling a special group meeting for the Congress and the Senate to discuss this, man. Something big's going on. Exactly washed up, fear-mongering 100%. Um, so what was this really about? Interesting enough, guess what they blamed it on? russia so of course they're gonna blame it on russia they're saying that it has something to do with outer space um and that russia is planning on bringing nuclear uh missiles up into space and it's like look man that's i'm i'll be honest with you i'm surprised they haven't i'm more surprised that they haven't than they are i thought everybody i thought we had nuclear missiles up there i know we got the uh Rods of God or the tongues of steel and all those little weapons up there. But I just assumed everybody already had nukes up there. So this isn't anything new, new to me exactly. Setting the stage is exactly what they're doing, 100%. So what are we seeing? So what, what also happened? They tried to push a bill through to the Senate. Senate passed it, isn't in the House yet, bringing over a lot of money to uh, Ukraine, to Israel, to Taiwan, on and on and on. All this money going over there. But the House wouldn't take it. So what do you do? The next day, you talk about a House Intelligence Committee chairman, Turner, serious national threat, blaming it on Russia. Coincidentally, right after this uh, Tucker interview comes out, so they're pushing this through. Why? To get this bill pushed through. So do I believe um, that there is a national security threat? I 100 percent, all of me, 100 percent believe that there is a national security threat. Do I believe it's Russia? No, I don't believe it's Russia once one bit. Matter of fact, uh, I'm more likely to believe that it's one of our three letter agencies that plans on doing something here in our country to blame Russia. And I think all of you probably agree with that same exact thing. So keep situational awareness. Keep your eyes open. Um, Something's going to be coming because they will end up using this opportunity to blame Russia. Um, Like I said, this the fear tactic of just wording it yesterday didn't have the impact they wanted to, which tells me that they're actually going to do something pretty big here in our country in order to make this happen so they can push this bill through. Because if Russia was to, if quote, Russia was to attack our country, all of a sudden you probably have a lot of people going to send that money over to Ukraine right now. We need to destroy Russia. But once again, this isn't Russia. This is not Russia whatsoever. This is uh, our three-letter agencies, one of them at least, and I'm going to best the one that starts with a C. Um, Cat Turd says right here, and this is perfect too, so I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Fannie, um, the Fanny, uh, inner or the trial that took place earlier. So, so glad to see that uh, this is what I took away from Fannie Willis today. Narcissist, unhinged lunatic, trashy-talking, Dumb as can be, entitled, raging, title tod- a toddler fit throwing, total embarrassment, cheating, adulterer, using huge amounts of unreported cash, and on and on and on. This was uh, this was crazy. Like she went in there, um, everything backfired. They admitted that this money went over, um, to pay for uh, her and the guy she was cheating with or having an affair with, in order to have vacations and all kinds of stuff. So this completely backfired, and all this did was make this woman even more unlikable than she was before. Um, and then you've also got Corey Bush, AOC, um, and the handful of the other um, squad, which are all being looked into for finance or finance campaign finance violations. So all of them are being looked. I'm talking loads of money. So once again, all of this stuff's starting to come out. Closer and closer and closer we get to the election, I'd imagine more and more of this stuff is going to come out, and then uh, ultimately Trump will probably end up being the victor if we get to the election, which I'm still not sure it's ever going to happen. So um, once again, the Russia space news propaganda magically appears just as the $60 billion Ukraine money laundering bill goes to the House. Coincidence? Absolutely not. Um, and once again, that was a uh, Cori Bush's campaign specifically pays 17500 more to her husband, bringing his total to 120000 new filing show. So they are literally taking their campaign money and just laundering it on over to anybody that'll take that money. Um, you know, one thing, and, and I can't show you the video, obviously, we're in an audio show, but I'm, I'm sure that you probably have seen it. If not, I'll make sure to put it up on our Kilt Christian. So a great judge of a person isn't what they say, because a lot of people, man, we we see people lie all the time. They, you know, lying so easy for these people, it's ridiculous. It's what you do. Like God says, you know, it's not the words, but it's the fruit that you bear. So it's your action. It's what you do naturally as a response to something, um, involuntary action and movement that really shows who you are. Um, And in this case, there's a video that I saw years ago, and uh, you guys probably seen it too, where Putin was sitting next to another leader of a country. The guy walks over and he pulls a a big puppy out of a cage, and he holds it up by a scruff. And first off, you know, um, mothers and fathered pup dogs they they carry their uh, puppies around by the scruff, so it doesn't hurt them, but it still doesn't look good. So the guy grabs down, grabs the puppy by the scruff, holds him up, and you can just see Putin sitting over in his chair getting really uncomfortable. And finally, like he flinched forward a couple times, then stood up, walked over as quick as he could, grabbed that dog, and then coddled it into his arms and started petting it and then sat down. look. Bad people don't care about humans. They certainly don't care about animals enough to where you can see it like his eyes were like swelling when he saw this dog being picked up. And the way that he coddled this dog literally shows love. So, I mean, if I was to literally try to show one video to anybody who's questioning what kind of person Putin is, it would be this video right here. Because like I said, you can see the um, the genuineness in his eyes that he was like, okay, no, 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 I got to hold this pup um, cuddled to me loves dogs, loves puppies. I even love the the video where Putin walks by and literally a dove just lifts his wing up and waves to Putin and Putin waves back. Oh, man. And like I said, I know that was just a coincidence. it it's still hilarious. So uh, next, uh, CSIS warns that the anti-gender movement poses a threat of extreme violence. So if only the useless CBC covered actual violence and hate crimes like the 100 churches burning across Canada, Like they cover imaginary possible violence. Um, So they keep pushing these things out. Like none of this stuff has actually happened. You know, they keep saying that the biggest threat, you know, to the whole gender movement, transgender movement, so forth, are us, the the haters. And once again, look, do we agree with it? No. Does it go against our religious values and beliefs? Yeah. Um, Will I say something to you? Yeah, I'll definitely say something to you. Will I punch you? Will I throw you off a roof? Will I run over you with my car because you're gay or transgender? No, because God didn't say hate the person. He said hate the sin. So I have a problem with what you do, but not a problem with you as a person. But they keep trying to convince you that we are the problem, that we are the danger to all these people. When in actuality, if you go back and you look at every school shooting, shooting or any of these events, if they're not immigrants from another country, it's a transgender that are doing these things. So it's literally the transgenders that are killing other transgenders. It's the the transgenders and the gay the the regular folk, gay LGBTQ, have a bigger problem than we do with them. So I mean, like I said, they keep pushing this just to try to create the fact because they want to take our guns, which is another reason you're seeing all these like random gun shootings all of a sudden coming for our arms, and they're trying to make it to where. You know the whole red flag laws be like well he's a christian nationalist uh so he probably shouldn't have guns in his hand so they're heading that way more and more and more the more the closer we get to the time where we actually need these weapons is the the closer they are to actually taking them and pulling them away from us you know the old saying is they only try to take your guns if they plan on doing something you'd shoot them for and we're getting closer and closer to that movement none of us want to we're all loving people. None of us want to harm anybody. None of us want to hurt anybody. None of us want to shoot anybody, but we're willing to do so in order to protect our family, to protect our Christian values and to protect uh, the the life that we live. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go hunting for people, but I can promise you right now that a blue helmets or a foreign army come to my door, just like all of you. I'm going to do everything in my power and my will to protect my family, my friends, and my community. Um, next the, uh, Islam and communism um, is one of the spearheads being used by the high table to replace the Western systems. They have. Have you not heard of it? Well, you soon will. Um, we've been covering this uh, on Unslate podcast since 2016. This is David Whitehead, um, and he's got this little clip right here. Uh, the UK will become a domestic Islamic state, says a Muslim in UK. Well, what do you think about this? And it's heading here too. Islam destroyed the religion of
0: Christianity in the West and
1: now they are open to Islam. I believe it's good if it carries on like
3: this it's good and if they allow us if they believe in their democratic system and their freedom of speech I believe one day Britain with free will people will come to Islam I think it might be a uh, Islamic country I believe only if they go against their own principles is when they will stop Islam we don't need violence we don't need none of this let us do dawah and then you will see people in the thousands coming to Islam and then we're gonna see, are you gonna take violent, kick us out? We don't know what you're gonna do. Our job is you let us do, do. our dawah and we'll see. I believe
1: yeah, sure. so he's literally saying that's what they're pushing for is you know, because one thing about the Christians is that Christians, we don't try to we don't try to remove people from the earth that don't subscribe to our faith and our beliefs. What we do is we talk to them and try to convert them. We try to bring them over to, you know, become part of our community, become Christians themselves, to become followers of Christ. That's what we do as Christians. We don't run around killing people. We try to bring them over. Like, like uh, Tammy says, plant the seeds, you know, just one step at a time in a loving, non-judgmental way, trying to help people find what we have, you know, so they can have that salvation, and that eternal life that, that Christ died on that cross for. Islam, on the other hand, will try to convert you, but if they can't convert you, I believe in the the Quran, it literally says they have the ability to like take you off this earth or to kill you. Um, You know, so this is why they're trying to put the more radical um, religious groups like Islam over here and in other countries is because, you know, right now they're um, violating people, they're beating people up, they're killing people, absolutely 100% getting away with it in every way. And just like he said, he goes, It'll be a point where there may be a little bit of violence at first, but eventually, in order to avoid the violence, people will will willfully come over to Islam is what he was saying. So basically, we're going to threaten you until you see enough violence, until you feel like you've got no choice but to come over. And it's going to be the same way with the beast system as well. Once they get to that, is that people are going to come to a point where they feel absolutely hopeless, helpless, don't know what to do, and they're going to jump right into the central banking system, which leads them right into the beast system. So all these countries around the world are dealing with very similar things right now. Um, I got a... Tucker Carlson right here says, Lindsey Graham latest scheme is convincing Republicans that it's somehow better to loan Zelensky 60 billion rather than to give it to him. So some are actually falling for this stuff. Um, But it's fraudulent. Ukraine will never repay the debt and will never make them. This is just more dishonest way to um, to send more unaccounted for weapons to the region, delay the inevitable peace deal and kill more forcibly conscripted Ukrainians, some of whom are um, nearly Lindsey Graham's age. It would be easier to take um, if he had joined them on the battlefield. So they're sending all this money over, but notice they're not sending anything like food and clothes and and rations and stuff like that no they're just sending money over so forget this stuff I'll tell you what we're just gonna give you guys uh, 60 billion dollars and then you can just spend it on ever how you want to you know if we really cared about the country and this was really about helping the people because that's what they keep going to they don't even say the country we're trying to protect the people of Ukraine well you know what send them food send them clothes send them stuff that they absolutely need but instead like I said this is just a laundering scheme that we're watching and it's going to happen more and more and more and more um So apparently there were some uh, peace deals that were uh, that were worked out from Turkey um, at the end of last year to create peace between Ukraine and between Russia. And uh, then old um, uh, Boris Johnson, the old uh, leader of England, actually came forward and uh, stopped that deal from happening. So what in the heck is going on over there? They don't want this to stop. They want endless wars. They want this war to go on and on and on and on and on. And, on. and we're going to see this. Uh, we're going to see this in this coming year without a doubt. Um, and what else do I have? I had. Yeah, it's crazy. Like right now, I always get so much information. I have everything all lined up. Um, But once certain things start coming out, they do everything they can to get rid of it. So I have like four or five things that have been pulled and completely disappeared. Um, So here we go. We got a anyone worried that the Chinese military age men are standing um, at military parade rest. So there was a picture that was taken. um, It looks like it's either Arizona or um, California. And you've got like literally a line of in this picture, what looks like 40 or 50 Chinese or Asian military age men. And they are all standing in a line. And notice what I said, standing, at military parade rest. So I know you guys that are in the military know what I'm talking about, but those of you that don't know military, let me explain to you what military parade rest is. It's when your drill sergeant says at ease and you stand with your feet shoulder apart and your hands palm over hand right above your butt on your lower back. It's at ease or standing at parade. So it's generally what you do when you're told to rest and wait for the next command and all every one of these asian men are all standing at at ease or um military parade rest so what does that tell you john it tells you these guys are all military guys that are sneaking right up into our country absolutely how you doing i'm doing good man it's great to see you you too hello everybody hello hello so let me ask you something um and, and this is one thing that's common too so generally when you're in the military you're in the military for at least four years that's 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 your that's your basic you know sign on so you go through boot camp and you know you so you're four years obligated to the military and then you sign up for another two or another four years um the thing is though is that when you're in the military for so long and it's just like with me like i didn't even i didn't serve i didn't join the military i my plans ended up taking me in a different direction but um i went to citadel and even that Every day is, a, it's a routine every single day, the same thing to this day. When I make up my bed, I still corner my, um, I still re- I make my bed with, uh, with, uh, corners, you know, right. where I fold my corners. And if my quarter doesn't bounce off my bed, I remake my bed. Cause that's what they would do every single morning. You'd have barracks check. They'd come into your barracks. Um, and they would look at everything to make sure they would have their little white gloves and, they would wipe their fingers over your window blinds, over everything to make sure that everything is spotless. And then they would pull the quarter out, flip it, hospital corner, exactly, David. Um, they would flip a quarter on your bed, and if the quarter didn't bounce, they would literally, they would rip up your whole bed. and They would start, like, tearing your room apart, and then you're literally cleaning your room all over again. So there's certain things that you do when you're um, trained military, military schools, or anything that become completely habitual. One of those things, and if you guys are around me enough, you'll see it. I stand at ease when I'm standing and waiting. I still stand with my feet shoulder apart with my hands resting um, on the base of my back. To this day, I still do. So there's certain things that you just, they become so habitual that you don't break. Another thing, a great example is is cops. You guys want to see an off-duty cop? How do you know that an off-duty cop is an off-duty cop? because they still walk with their arms about three inches out from their waist, because every day they walk with a flashlight on their hip with um, different bags, with their guns and all this other stuff. So their arms um, tend to go out about four or five inches away from their waist when they walk. So even when they don't have their utility belt or their Batman belt on, they still walk with their arms out. So there's So that's the whole point that I'm making here is that all of these Chinese people that are standing in this line are all in at ease, which tells me it's a habit. It's something that they've been used to dealing with for the last two, three, four years. And now they're being shipped over into our country. So what do you know? What do you think about this, John?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Muscle memory is very telling. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just like you were saying, you train it into yourself, habitual, habitual, uh,
1: repetitions yeah and it's been what 20 30 years i don't even remember man it's been like 25 30 years or something since i was even you know dealing with this and and like i said there's still habits that you just can't break it just becomes well the only way
3: the only way to stop it is to retrain your muscle memory with a different directive yeah exactly. so you've never done that you've never purposely trained yourself out of that trained yourself to do things differently. So you're not going to have the muscle memory and it's going to revert always back to the muscle memory that's been taught. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's been
1: ingrained in your brain. Exactly. And that's the thing is that, like you said, you've got to literally go through and retrain yourself, um, mm-hmm. to, to break these certain things. Um, you know, like me, you know, one thing is I, I do is I like to, uh, I like to, you know, your, your brain's a muscle, no different than your body, you know, so you gotta, just like your body, you know, what happens if you stop working out, you atrophy your muscle loss, you know what I'm saying? So it's your brain's the same way. So I, I learned uh, a lesson years ago and I, and I practice this daily is, uh, I'll spend, you know, an hour and a half to two hours, um, doing my routine, but backwards, you know, so for instance, you know, I brush my teeth with my right hand, but what I'd started doing was brushing my teeth with my left hand. And I know it's something that seems like really stupid and simple, but your brain, like we said, you train yourself, things become habitual, you become used to it. So if you start doing things the opposite of what you usually do, it makes your brain have to think harder and it's ultimately a really good workout. So, so like things that I normally do with my right hand, I'll do with my left hand, I'll go out and practice swinging bats with my like left-handed writing. I can switch
3: hit because I've trained myself to hit left-handed and right-handed.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's great though, because it does it, it builds your brain. Um, it makes it stronger and stronger and stronger because you're forcing your brain to, to focus where some things are, like I said, they just, you get so used to it that, I mean, I think about this, you know, it's like uh, when I used to drive, <clears throat> when I went back to school for film, um, I'd hop in my car. My school was like an hour away from where I lived and I'd end up at the school and be like, dang. How did I get here? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, because it became so, such a routine that I could get from point A to point B and then be like, I don't even remember taking that turn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's scary sometimes. <laughs> it is scary. It is scary. But I'm like, man, I'm just glad that I got here. Like I said, I don't remember taking that right. I'm we're taking that left or that right. But apparently I did or else I wouldn't be here right now. Well, that's what I'm training my kids
3: to do right now is I want them fielding like a fielder. So it's all right let's do 50 reps of this right now get down get your glove out yeah get exactly posture, just catch this ball real quick 50 times boom 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 just build it build that muscle memory over and over again yeah i see so it. it's when it it to game time you're not thinking about it i don't want you out there on the field thinking about
1: your next what your feet are doing, what your hands are doing
3: when it's game time. I want
1: you reacting. Exactly. It was like uh, playing soccer um, as a goalkeeper, having, you know, getting used to crab walking, you know, don't cross your feet, you gonna know, trip over yourself. You mm-hmm. do that over and over and over and over and over again. You're like, coach, why am I still doing this? He goes, because you're going to get used to it and you're going to start doing it one day and not even realize you're doing it. So it does right. make sense. Now, this is funny. Um, I, I held off on this one until you came in here. So, real quick um you're a baseball coach you coach independently we talk about this on every show um you're doing the little raffle fundraiser basically where you guys can actually you know donate to um their independent baseball league and this buys the kids um it gets them their fields that they have to rent um umpires which they've got to pay uniforms um bats uh catchers equipment like basically whatever your kids need this is what this this donation is for, and and what was your goal? It was like six thousand something, right?
3: Um, it's it, the goal stated at twenty, but it's higher than we need. Okay, yeah. Because I did research on fundraising; they said always put the goal a little higher than you need because once you get close, people stop giving. Yeah, that's a very good <laughs> point. Very. <laughs> but good no, our, our season cost about ninety eight hundred dollars. Okay, and for, for the basic umps, uniforms,
1: fields, insurance, all that stuff, and you and you're doing you know pretty decent so far. You got a ways to go. Um, oh yeah, but you're doing some pretty decent stuff. And and the thing is, though, is that you're doing this on your own accord. You turned down. We discussed this last week. You turned down a rather well-paying job coaching other people because you had already made a promise to this this group of kids that you were going to be their coach this season. So you turned down a paying position, right. um, because integrity is yeah. more important. Which I salute you for. Now, it, it's not easy doing what you're doing. You you have been. Kind of bringing me along with your journey. You've shown me <laughs> what you have to do, and I, I mean, I—you showed me a picture last night of of um of everything that you've gotten so far. Your umpires, what you know, the fields you've already reserved, and so forth. And my my reply to you was like, dude, I've got a headache looking at this. Um, <laughs> I, I used to make schedules for people at multiple jobs that I worked at, and I used to hate it. Like, I just I couldn't stand that kind of work, um, because it just gave me a headache. Um, so you're getting all that done. You're putting a lot of man hours, you know, not to mention the fundraising and so forth. So what do we see? Yesterday, we see Alyssa Milano, <laughs> who is yeah. very wealthy. Like this girl's like, what has she got? Like eight or nine million dollars? and, and like, Ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. Okay, so she's got ten million dollars in her name. Um, she goes to the Super Bowl. Um, from what I understand, like those tickets were expensive. Like I thought that. You know, you could get tickets for like five hundred, but apparently, like yeah, you're no, talking $10, like ten thousand dollars plus for these tickets. Like they yeah, were, they weren't cheap. It's ridiculous, yeah. So she went to the Super Bowl with her kids. Um, imagine all the money—so that's tickets and food and alcohol and whatever else she spent money, on, loads of money. And what does she do? She literally goes up and she puts up her own fundraiser for her kids' independent baseball league. So, um, so let's and just say for one trip. Yeah, that, exactly. It's just one. So you, like what tournament? So you think, you, you know, you said you put 20, um, but you need like roughly 9,000 to get to the whole season. What is $9,000 to her, man? That's like me pulling a $5 bill out of my wallet. You know what I'm saying? Like to her, that 9,000 is nothing. And it's, she got hammered for it. <laughs> she got nailed. That's what I was going to say is that you, you go to the comments. Like she had to turn her comments off. Like so many people were going off on her. But here's the problem that I've got with this. Like, if I was, if I had $10 million, I'd be like literally funding my entire team. You know what I'm saying? I don't
3: keep funding other kids to That's I'd what be I'm funding saying. other
1: people's teams. I'd be like, exactly. Like, parents, you're not to pay any money. I'm going to take care of this all season, every season. Like, no question about it. Um, but what she did is she ended up putting up this fundraiser. And the problem with this is that there's other um, John's out there that are working their butt off that don't have all this money. They're trying to raise this money so their kids can play baseball. And she has taken the money out of their mouths, out of their team's funding so that this rich wealthy woman just doesn't want to pay the money out of her own pocket. And I hate that because like I said, I can guarantee you there's 30 of you right in that same area that she lives in that are doing everything they can just to raise 20 bucks.
3: Oh, there's, there's teams what much worse off than me. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you guys find other teams to give to, give them to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how much I I mean, yeah, just it's 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 hard for some of these teams and it's important for the kids. That's that's what it comes down to. It's important for the kids to have something to do outside of the networks, outside of the devices
1: and outside of their houses. And we need that like more than ever right now because you know, it's it's hard enough. You know, we we always you know, got to keep ourselves busy. We got to keep focus on things; otherwise, we're going to drive ourselves up the wall. You know, um, Jay Wu and I always joke about it. You know, is uh, we we joke a lot. We make each other laugh all the time because the importance right now of laughing is so important because of all the chaos in the world. Otherwise, you're going to sit in this little stressed world all the time. Right. So, well, I get to
3: build my philosophy of life into the kids too. It,
1: it, see, so it's more than Parents just a sport.
3: Okay, with because I went over with all of them. I, I told them exactly what. Because, I ha- came up with the acronym the Beast. What it means mm-hmm. to be a beast—it's is building excellence and attitude, skills, and teamwork. And pretty much anything that encompasses baseball, I can fit into one of those three categories: into what, either attitude, skills, or the teamwork. Yeah, and I can—they can take that with them outside of their life, w- outside of the baseball world, with them. Because you always want to build excellence. I want everybody in our chat to constantly be building excellence in themselves, doing self-review thinking, how could I have done things better? How can I learn how to argue better? How can I learn how to make my points better? All that good stuff. So if we're all constantly tri- striving to build excellence in ourselves, we're not looking outside of ourselves at other people and being arrogant, being narcissistic, because we're trying to better ourselves. It has more to do with bettering ourselves than it does worrying about what other people are doing.
1: No, exactly. And that's the thing is that sports isn't just sports. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's exercise it's a life lesson and so forth especially if you do it right you know what i'm saying and, it's, and you just make it not just about winning but you know experiencing the loss and learning from it like i said there's a lot of valuable lessons to come around with sports and right now you know we've got um our kids being indoctrinated in schools and you know the the parents back in the day like you know your your parents like Remember how, how little your parents would go on a date or something? You didn't have a, you, maybe you got like a babysitter once a month or once every couple of months, you know, but today the parents are so interested in going out and dating, going party and going to the clubs and stuff like that, that their kids spend a lot of time with everyone else, but the family or, but their parents, you know, so why are these kids being indoctrinated? That's part of the reason, um, you know, having, dealing with, uh, being, Offered drugs and stuff all the time, you know, sexuality, like it it doesn't stop. Um, and then the rest of them, you know, the parents are letting the TV or the uh, iPod or the phone babysit their kids. So they sit there and they stare at a little screen all day long. Um, and what are they doing when they're on the screen on social media and all these other things? They're getting indoctrinated. They're having, you know, they're being taunted or teased with drugs and sexuality, especially sexuality is worse than anything because then you, you slip down into that little category and a lot of these like, um, what is it, BDSM? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. The uh, sadomasochism and, you know, all the yeah. the little groups I'm and sure stuff. So. Yeah, there's a point where um, in many of those cases, drugs are all involved in that, you know. So back in our day, we were playing with GI Joe men. We were watching Sesame Street and Captain Kangaroo. And you know, as we got older, you know, we were more interested in surfing and playing baseball or soccer than we were anything else, you know, like. Um, it, like back in, in our day, um, I think the only time I didn't even pay attention to nudity or naked anything, you didn't have the televisions pushing this stuff out. You didn't have commercials weren't sexualizing everything. Your television shows weren't sexualizing everything. Now your TV commercials are sexualizing everything. So your kids just don't get away from it. You go and play video games, hyper-sexualized in these video games, um, and then the kids themselves are becoming hypersexualized, And now they're into, uh, you know, the, the people that think that they're dogs or cats and stuff like that. I know that doesn't seem like it, but it falls right into that BDSM community. So it's a sexualized thing. It has nothing with them wanting to be a, a Therian or another animal. It falls right into that sexual category. Um, yes. And we didn't have to deal with this. Like I said, I think I was like 16 years old maybe 15 or 16 years old my buddies and i were walking down the golf course and my buddy was like you know as kids you're like hmm an empty bag what's in the empty bag well we found our first hustler you know what i'm saying but but like literally it was like 15 or 16 years old that's a that's a long way into you know your life before you start noticing that stuff but like i said kids today are having this stuff pushed on them at like five six years old now they're trying to legalize pedophilia and say that kids are mature enough and responsible apparently not to drink smoke cigarettes um uh watch r-rated movies or any of that stuff but they are mature enough to make sexual decisions um like hooking up with another person or getting their gender changed would oh, you see what Idaho's doing yeah they're making it a, a capital punishment capital punishment for pedophiles and love i love it i I love it. Yeah. Drive a car. Exactly. Steve, there's like a handful of things that kids just can't do. And I remember that, man. I remember, uh, you know, learning, driving around when I was like 14 years old with my buddy in his car. (laughs) And, uh, we were all worried, you know, getting pulled over like today. (laughs) Kids don't even want to work, man, to get a job Remember, my dad was like, you want a car, you better get yourself a job. Now I was 14 years old when I was working my first full-time job because i wanted to make sure that i had a vehicle so i could drive around and go surfing but i wasn't full-time but i was 14 and i was riding my bike
3: up to the bowling alley and cleaning their bowling lanes during the day using the machine that i probably was not allowed to be using
1: oh yeah exactly
3: big thing you roll up and down the lane and then you put it on the lane and it rolls down itself comes back up and then you move it over
1: I, I was like, I do that? You're going to pay me cash? Heck yeah, okay, I'll do it. I know, man. Life, life back in my, my first job um, was uh, digging sand traps out on a golf course they were building because my uncle um, used to be a pro golfer and ended up, uh, his thing was building golf courses. So he, he ended up being a golf course architect. So he's built some stuff for Arnold Palmer, Nicholas. Like he's built some pretty right. nice golf courses. So <clears throat> um, they built one on the town that I was living in when I was a kid. So my first job was literally – swinging sand and dirt with a shovel um building a golf course so i i literally started off like with some it's labor clear. labor yeah and then um after doing that i fortunately ended up getting a job as a cart attendant which was a whole lot better of a job because it wasn't as much work and i got paid a whole lot more money too because they because uh rich people rich drunk people they tip all you have to do is oh, clean their golf clubs man they tip well i was one of the best jobs i ever had literally i made more money as a cart attendant and as a uh, bellman than I've done at any job that I went to college for. There's no way I could work, could have worked at my
3: first job like I did now. Because I was uh, my first actual like paying job where I had my car and I drove to work was Taco Bell. Yeah, And I was there for about four months. I was 16. I was there for about four months and they made me a shift leader at 16. So I would close the store 1.30 in the morning and I'm leaving work at 16. <laughs> Like that wouldn't happen today.
1: No, no, no way. Oh, kids, kids don't, even, you, kids don't even, kids don't even want to work today. Um, adults don't even want to work today. They they go to college and then they end up getting some like weird degree of something that doesn't matter that you're never going to be just like, yeah, I got a job in a gender study. Just like, yeah, there's like five jobs in the entire world for that. <laughs> and, and they won't be around very long once the people start waking up. No, that's what I, I went to UC
3: for uh university of cincinnati for chemistry and there were probably 300 like dental assistants taking the chemistry classes like you guys think there's going to be 300 dental assistants jobs in our area it's not even going to be 12 if you're lucky
1: yeah exactly
3: exactly and as every year there was that many coming through or every couple years at least i'm sure it had a range to it but so you guys are taking stuff that you're never going
1: to get a job doing. No, nah, and and they don't get it. They don't, they don't get it. I mean, I, I don't, I just think, like I said, we're, we're in a lazy world right now, but see, but it, it's perfect because this is exactly what the new world order, the deep state, the cabal, this is exactly what they want. They want us to get lazy. They want to mm-hmm. give us a universal basic income. We just sit at home and play video games all day long. What was it? Was it, what was it? A brave new world. I think it was a brave new world um where they were literally just sitting inside so even like carnal things that you do between a husband and a wife you don't do they would literally sit with a virtual machine and that was like their their sexual activity or they were all given like uh drugs that made them all docile um sitting at home not having to go to work getting paid that universal basic income um ultimately going to be switched out for artificial intelligence and there Was a guy that made a you know, because a lot of people are talking about um, the similarities between the last super, or the last time that the Chiefs played the 49ers in the Super Bowl this time and all the weird things that occurred then that also occurred this time around. The big one everyone's talking about was in March after that particular Super Bowl, versus the Chiefs versus the 49ers, we ended up going on lockdown with the next pandemic. So, a lot of people are starting to assume and guess that that's exactly where we're heading right now. Is towards the next lockdown the next pandemic um even to the point where i mean just this week i've already heard about five new crazy diseases you know we talked about the one with the guy like um coughing up blood and and then the uh alaska pox which we talked about last night bubonic plague up in the northwest um so they're pushing this yeah they're pushing this more and more but the guy made up something um that was he was kind of dead on so The first time we went through this was the first time we had ever experienced anything. So it was very new to all of us. No one knew how to act. No one knew how to react. We just, you know, were kind of going along with the motion and trying to figure things out as we went. Um, Because of the lockdowns, a lot of businesses um, either closed down or came darn close to closing down. Right. Had to let go of a lot of employees. Um, Fortunately, when it opened back up, people were so like, oh my gosh, I need money. So they were running out trying to get whatever jobs they could. So the the job market has gone up dramatically, um, according to Biden. But the reality is that now people are having to work two jobs in order to pay for the same thing they used to have working one job. So it's yeah, not right. like the economy is getting better and the job market is getting any better. People are just forced to have to work two jobs, which means less time at home with their kids, more indoctrination for their kids, more kids in the drugs, um, less you know being pushed over to Christ. Like it's just it's exactly what they want. This is exactly what they are pushing for. Um, but what he was saying is that now that we've already been through this, what happens if we go into another lockdown? Um, he goes, we're not going to see what happened last time. People are going to, they're just going to close their their businesses down because they were assuming that this is going to happen again. Um, you know, people aren't going to come back to those jobs. They're going to, and this is where they're going to take the opportunity to establish the universal um, basic income as well as getting artificial intelligence and stuff like that start taking over our jobs and positions, which is what they're heading for. Anyways, like, what are your views on that?
3: Yeah, they want to do that anyways, but I don't know. I don't think people around here is going to, uh, are going to react the same way they did last time in that they're going to be like, screw this. I'm not doing that again.
1: No, I, I think you're, I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, you know because a lot That's of people easier. are going to rebel but it's not going to be the same way like i said there's going to be the point where people are like i'm not i'm not going to go to this again i literally right. just made the money back that i lost and now you know what i'm saying how am i going to catch up with it because the money that i spent was money that i had saved you know so this is it's going to be a way different story um this time than it was last time so uh what, what are we looking at, at time here okay well, we'll i think see. you're going to see more extremes in both directions Oh no, a hundred percent in both directions, and I got a feeling more that we're going to see. The most that we're going to see is people just not complying. Right. So, um, you, did you you hear that uh, Uma Aberdeen is now dating um, George Soros' son? <laughs> I know, man. The connection—they they, they don't even hide their connections anymore. They were like, "You guys are conspiracy theorists," and now all of a sudden, it's like. Pfft, we don't care anymore. We're just going to we're just going to. Yeah, she is a demon big time, Mike. She is a demon. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. the, she is the frazzle, the frazzle drip girl or one of them, one of them. She's one of the girls that
3: allegedly was ripping skin off a of girl's faces with Hillary
1: Clinton. Yeah, exactly. And Anthony Weiner's laptop. And like I said, I know I've seen the video. I think many of you said that you had as well. Um, you know, and then she dated Wiener. That's another thing too. you know, talk about things that have come and gone, just disappeared. Um, what about his laptop? What about the Seth Rich? Whatever happened to the Seth Rich laptop, whatever happened to, uh, the, uh, Hunter laptop, like all this stuff, like, you know, so Catherine Herridge, who used to work for Fox, she's the, the journalist with the short hair. She's like legit. She's legit. Good journalist. So she, um, I guess, uh. They didn't want to pay her what she was worth at Fox. So she ended up leaving and going to CBS. Um, so recently she has been um, going in and digging into the, uh, the Hunter um, laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop herself and has all kinds of like, like straight up information on it. She was releasing it and they were like, we want to know who told you this stuff. Give me your sources. And she refused to give them her sources. She's like, no, this is, you know, this is against everything about that a journalist does. We don't do that. Um. So they fired her. They yep. let 800 people go because nobody watches the news anymore. 800 people. So talk about, boy, talk about how how is Biden going to flip that one around for job numbers. And then she was one of them. So her integrity ended up getting her fired. And I'm sure, like, hopefully she'll maybe get on with Tucker or something like that. You know, someone that, that's actually legit trying to get some, some news and media out there. But good for her going into this thing. But they don't want her going into the, the Hunter stuff because apparently— and I saw this on the meet, the mainstream media today. Remember all those photos we've been talking about um, with uh, Hunter doing drugs and all this other stuff that were on his phone and his laptop? And they were like, oh, that was all artificial intelligence, blah, blah, blah. You guys photoshopped that. Well, now it is out on the news today. When um, they're talking about that and they're actually showing some of those pictures of him doing the drugs and stuff like that. So, like I said, bit by bit, we're inching towards this exposure. Um, we just... Can't we have to get to the point where we can't let this stuff drop? We can't let it disappear any longer, right? Speaking of a uh, journalists, did you play the Tucker thing from him going to the grocery store? Oh, yeah, I did, and I was um, yeah, I played that one early and I was telling that Jackie noticed that all the Christmas decorations and Christmas trees are up there. How brilliant, man! That is so, that is so brilliant. <laughs> he did that
3: and the Assange interview before he said he was even doing them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm still waiting for the Assange interview to come out. But um, once again, you know, we had discussed this, too, is that some information you need to be released the closer we get towards um, the election, because you don't want people memory holding again, because all the deep state's going to do is start jamming stuff out there that you are you get worried and focused on, like the next fear mongering pandemic or nuclear scares or whatever. Um, now, the irony, though, about that whole, you know, the nuclear weapons in space with Russia, Russia, Russia. Ah, uh, um, I just find it ironic is it, remember how much they made fun of Trump for uh, creating Space Force? <laughs> and this is like, well, what do you gotta say about
3: it now? Right, well, did you hear that Putin endorsed Biden?
1: I I did, but I couldn't find anything because during the interview with, uh, with Tucker, he was like saying, I hope that Trump becomes president um, we have a friendship and a trust, and we'll be able to fix the things that this world needs to get fixed like quickly, um right? and I don't and then I started seeing that, but i I wasn't sure if our media was trying to convince you that he's that he was supporting Biden or not, but look, so okay, let's just say that that is legit. <laughs> you know well, what Putin I would support Biden being president because he's weak. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So, I mean, at the very least, like you're, you're trying to make it seem like a bad thing. And all he's doing is proving that this guy's weak. He's like, I'd rather have this idiot running thing. Cause look what I can do. <laughs> and nothing gets done on their end. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, Next we got a, so representative United States representative Mark Green from Tennessee, the chairman of the Homeland security committee says that he will not be um, running for reelection the people that have left that have resigned that are leaving before their terms are up and then the people that aren't running again um and notice what they're doing watch out for those people those people are the most dangerous people because those are the people that they get to do the things that they want to get done that doesn't go and harm anybody else kind of like the whole biden thing let's trash the country as much as we can under biden and let them blame him and then we'll bring in the replacement you know so it's the same thing with these guys they're not gonna be running again anyways So just like with the guy that wasn't running again for the Senate, that they got to write the, or uh, I think it was the Senate, that they got to write that border bill. Um, That was the reason they got him to do it, because he's not running again, so he's got nothing to lose, which is why um, Lindsey Graham was coming out trying to say, you know, that's why he voted against this um, particular uh, financial bill going over to Ukraine. And now he's just trying to let's let's make it a loan instead of uh, giving him the money. But because he's, he still has something to lose. So, you know, so that's why he backed out Like the, the, the game that these guys play is amazing. Well, that's, I just wanted to go
3: look up. I don't know if I can find the data. I want to know the average number of House of Representatives and senators who resign annually, say over the last 50 years compared to the last four years.
1: Yeah. Yep. A uh, true Patriot says jumping ship before it sinks. Um, That's exactly what's happening. CEOs are doing the same thing. You're going to see a lot of bankers too. Matter of fact, uh, there was a, a bunch of African bankers ended up dying in a plane crash. Um, Saw that. Yeah. So like I said, just keep your eyes open for more and more and more of this kind of stuff. Because like I said, like true Patriot said, a lot of people right now that are woohoo jumping ship, trying to get away from this while they possibly can. But look, you may be able to get away from, from government justice, but you're not going to get away from from Christ's justice. You can run all you want, to. So you could hide under the thickest rock you can find that was surrounded in lead. God's still going to find you. Um, so next, uh, and this is weird. So, uh, Iran declares Antarctica <laughs> is its property and direct challenge the Biden Global Treaty. <laughs> so, so Iran think- owns our Antarctica. <laughs> I think it has more
3: to do with. The pole shift
1: than anything. Yeah.
3: That uh, that's why Trump's going after Greenland, which is actually icy, and they're going after that because when the poles
1: move and the earth shifts, yeah, they're go- going to be warm climates. So 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 th- by by legend, um, Greenland was named Greenland to get people to go there instead of Iceland because right. Greenland is icy and Iceland is pretty. So. Um, so you got to wonder, like, was that really a trick or did the polls shift at some point? Man, they're just going back to the way that they were joking aside, though. Um, i never forgot about Greenland and how Trump made that because Trump never brings up anything that's not important. Right. It always comes back in a, in a big circle, you know, so you got to wonder, um, where this is going and what, you know, the reason that that Trump really wants this, you know, so I've been seeing a lot of this again recently is, um you know, uh, solar flares rolling through the sky, biggest thing we've ever seen. We're going to be looking at blackouts. So we see this all the time. Um, but I'm I'm actually seeing this from like mainstream sources, not just your like your radical um, anons that are constantly putting up these little charts and stuff like that. So interesting. No, I, think,
3: I still think suspicious observers is the best and most accurate for that stuff.
1: I agree. I, I like uh, I like suspicious observers. They They're always pretty on point. Yeah. So uh next we got national security threat. Uh, as the Russian nuclear thing. Um more and more uh shootings going on. And I gotta I gotta give it though to the uh the citizens, the patriots that were out there that that literally chased these gunmen down and tackled their butts to the ground, man. Like this is right. what we need more of right here, man. That is awesome. Well, that's all my ex
3: feeds are, are is people talking about the gun control now. Like the propaganda that's behind this one is is pretty stunning.
1: Well, no, one hundred percent because that one was in Missouri. Um, then you've got uh, an active shooter has been reported at Gardens Mall in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. So that was Florida. Then you've got multiple students shot at high school in Atlanta, Georgia. So that was this was all yesterday. Um, most of those things disappeared pretty quick because, like I said, it did not fit their it didn't fit their narrative in the least bit. So well, well see. And this
3: one's got trouble because, and it's just uh, there seems to be a culture of people shooting each other.
1: Oh no, that's what I'm saying. We're we're under attack right now. This this is by no means just people getting upset and going out and randomly shooting people. This was like designed. Our government's behind all of this, and it's not an even MK control. Like what you're watching right now is like sleepers that are doing their job. They're 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 paying their they're paying their tribute. <laughs> or whatever right. you want to call it. Um, so now we're back at the Denver hospitals, are are literally about to collapse um, due to uncontrolled immigration. With one healthcare system, UC Health providing $17 million in free care over three-month period. So not only are they basically going to shut down a whole hospital so the people that live in this country aren't going to have that hospital go to any longer, but even if they were to go, they can't find anybody to take care of them because they're taking care of the immigrants for free. So that is.
3: Well, that's going to have a national effect because our big trauma center here is a UC Health Trauma Center.
1: Yeah, it, it, it literally it, it will. It'll 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 go from one to the other. It'll be like a disease. It'll just spread. And it, even if say
3: the immigration issue doesn't come to our hospital, the amount of money they're putting into that situation is going to weaken the trauma center here because they're not going to be able to afford the higher-level doctors and the and the people that are known for what they do here. Our trauma center is really good in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Always been really known for being really good.
1: No, exactly. You know, so like I said, you're going to see this um, happen all around the country here at some point here very, very soon. I um, mean, because that's $17 million that we are paying for, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, and, and, that, and so here I am, I'm like, Oh man, I, my, I feel like my gut's about to rupture. Do I go to the doctor or not? No, I can't afford it. <laughs> so we're making these decisions and these guys right here, we're, we're paying for them to go. So what a fair right. And, and I won't, uh, I don't want to get into the whole
3: pharmaceutical debate, but I will say our medicine, as far as trauma care goes is incredible in the way we can handle trauma and broken bones, and torn tendons and just trauma in general, our trauma surgeons are amazing at what they do.
1: Yeah. I've been, um, I've been taking, you know, I'm trying to utilize this time to learn as much, you know, you know, obviously like ham radio, um, the last thing you want to do is to learn how to use a ham radio when you have to use a ham radio, get ahead of it a bit, you know, uh, you know, and I'm taking, I know that a kitty too, um, it, she's gotten her certificates. I'm going to be getting mine here soon. Not that it matters because by the time I use my ham radio, I'm not really going to care what anyone has to say about me because I'm already probably doing something that's illegal by their standards anyway. So the be, ham radio is like the nicest thing I'm doing. <laughs> um, you, you gotta, I got to show you the place in the
3: woods you got to meet me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I've, I've been taking um, field medicine as well. So I've been taking courses on um, how to suture. Like I got a field medicine kit um, a couple weeks ago. So basically, I can suture someone up on the field. I'm learning how to set bones, tourniquet, like basically anything that you would need to do if you weren't remotely near a hospital doctor or anything like that. Um, ABCs and then,
3: yeah, I mean, airway, breathing, circulation.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, these are are like CPRs. These are all things that are super important. You know, like I said, is the last thing you want to do is have to learn something when you need to know it you know cuz it you, cuz you're going to be panicking and it's the same thing with any kind of you know i i have books i've got stuff stored away in a computer that i keep in my laptop or inside of a faraday bag just in case but even when you get to that point cuz you got to remember you're going to be hungry you're going to be tired you're going to be stressed and your brain doesn't work like it's it would you know what i'm saying so you don't want to have to learn something um at least if you've already studied it you're not having to learn it you're just having to remember it you know
3: well, so Super helpful for that because you get to learn how to treat all kinds of weird skin issues and and all that good stuff. And that's a it's a great thing to be trained on.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know
3: and medicine before it was really pharmaceutical driven as it is now in human medicine.
1: No, yeah. And we need to be, I mean, we need to know this stuff anyways. You know, my my, my, my my I got I cut myself open so much as a kid, it just got yeah. expensive. So my grandma like literally taught my family how to sew me up, you know. So um, because she was a nurse, you know. Uh, right here, um, and EMT training helps a lot. No, it, I mean, yeah, it, it really does. Of, uh,
3: dealing with EMT stuff. So, if you can get to do an EMT training or vet tech training,
1: those are two great things to have under your belt. One hundred percent. You know, uh, great Papa Steve. I am practicing on my chickens. And matter of fact, our chickens are uh, are starting to earn their living here. We we I think uh Moonwolf yeah. went out there today. We had like twenty something eggs. Yes. They've been laying a lot since, since that cold spell went. And, uh, it looks like, um, Steve Cusick chicken is laying the most eggs. So good for you, Steve Cusick chicken. Um, I'll pick on him less now, but they're all sweet now. They love me. They love Nathan. They love the dog, man. It's crazy. Like when they see Casalwin, when I take him out to go to the restroom in the morning, he'll bark one time when he gets to the corner of the house. And then all of a sudden all the chickens come running out. Um, you know, they, they love Saul, and Saul can go into their cage with them. They don't run. Like, you try to pet them, and they'll just back up a little bit, but they're not scared. Um, yeah. Mine, mine just hunger down, and then they're like, okay, you're just petting me. You're yeah. not picking me up. Yeah, exactly. And they don't even mind being picked up. Once once I pick them up, they're just chill. Yeah, mine are chill. Um, yeah. You know, washed up bum says it's too late to practice when the game is happening. Yeah, but yeah exactly. John, I'll tell you that same thing. You don't want to learn how to play baseball in the middle of a baseball game. Um, no. You know, and then true, fail so you can
3: learn how you failed.
1: <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. True patriot. Glad I have dog mob. She went through nursing, working in a triage unit. So these are all these are all great. These are things that we've kind of been learning over time. A stapler and glue, washed up bum. Exactly. I will use glue if I because working at the I, working at the vet, um, we'd always have glue. So whenever I would cut myself or hurt myself when I worked there, I would literally go to my vet and be like. Will you, uh, sew that up for me with their nice little yeah. glue or I'll use a stapler too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Free x-rays too, man. That was nice working at the vet's yeah. office. Cause
1: if yes. I thought I broke some, I could go x-ray it on my own. Yeah, it is. The, the free x-rays are really, really nice. Yeah. We're, um, a kitty too. Yeah. We're starting to preserve the eggs. We're doing the pickled eggs. Uh, the ones that I have out there, I don't wash. Cause I know that washing an egg like limits their, you know, so I keep them in there. Um, and then I always make sure to put them in a, water before I eat them to make sure that they don't float because gas in an egg, floating egg, no bueno. You'll end up regretting that one pretty quick. Yeah. But yeah, so we're, we're gonna be canning. We're we're doing everything that we can to kind of get ahead of this game. Um, which is definitely a, a big one. But so we got uh oh we got four minutes left in here. Do you have anything that um you want to talk about specifically before I go into prayer? Um do you wanna maybe run through real quick your uh fundraiser and so forth like that. And I'll move it back up to the Kilted Christian um, telegram so that we can keep that one active. Cause I know you Uh, got a, you got a long ways to go still.
3: Yeah. If you want to give it's a beast baseball, Uh, don't put the link up. Um, Basically you get it's $20, but you get a raffle card. And once the MLB season starts, there's 10 weeks of scores on the back of the card. And if your score is the closest to that uh, total of those three teams, then you win 400 bucks for that week. So it's pretty cool. I guess it's I don't know if it's gambling or not. Sometimes I wonder about it. Is it gambling or is it not because
1: it's a raffle ticket? I don't or At least think, that's how they sell it. <laughs> I don't know, man, because <laughs> technically a scratch off is gambling and I don't really look at it as gambling. I don't I mean technically right. I guess it is. Oh. But, yeah, you can win money. You can win money each week on them. Well, this is okay because uh, they for a good cause. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're spending your savings and leaving your wife and your kids hungry. Right, right, <laughs> right.
3: And uh, we're taking sponsorships if anybody ever wants to sponsor anything or any, lo- knows any local businesses that want to. Um, we have like a 250 a $500, and a $1,500 like full-end sponsor where we put your name on our sleeves or whatever. That's so. awesome. We've got a couple uh, of the $250 sponsors,
1: which is really cool, and that's helpful. So, my, my dog must be looking at her watch. You're like, we're going to pray. It's like it's prayer time. It's prayer time. But, real quick, let me go through. these things, just came out real quick, and I'll run through them. FBI informant who claimed Joe Biden was bribed by Ukraine energy company, Burisma, has been arrested and charged with uh, making up the allegations. Um, CIA illegally spied on Ben Carlson while he was advising President Trump. Um, according to the campaign. And then the U.S. Air Force and Space Force announced a plan for a major overhaul of forces structure to prepare for a future war with China in the Asian Pacific. U.S. military officials are preparing for a future direct confrontation with China despite the risk of it escalating into a nuclear war. There's always rumors of wars. Oh, well, we were told about that in the
0: Bible.
3: Be, yeah, pay they attention to
1: the wars and rumors of wars. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into a little prayer, get you guys on out of here this evening. And then don't remember, as I did not do the show last evening, but I will be doing one on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll have a shows here. Jeff will be here with this. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get Michael back from uh, Slings and Stones. So that'd be a really another great conversation. But in the meantime, guys, please bow your heads. Let's get into a little bit of spiritual warfare. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for all that you have given us and blessed us with your Lord. Thank you for keeping us calm during these times. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us something to laugh at when when things just get a little bit stressful. All the people that you put into our lives that are watching out for one another, that are picking up the slack. If one has a bad day, the other ones are coming right in to take over. Those that are praying for us and doing everything they possibly can. Dear Lord, you are building a great army right now, and I'm honored to be part of this, and I'm honored to be here with all the people that you have brought together for this. Dear Lord, as things get a little bit more chaotic, let us always focus on the kingdom, dear Lord. Let us remember that nothing here can harm us. We have you, we have your back, dear Lord, and you have ours. Let us not fear, dear Lord. Remove all the fear, the stress, the anxiety, any of that stuff from our lives, dear Lord. Let us keep focus, dear Lord, and keep courage and keep the strength. We ask, dear Lord, that... We need your wisdom and your discernment more and more every single day, dear Lord, just so we can understand what's happening in this world and be able to see through the deception that they pose in our faces every single day. Let let us continue to work our way to get into heaven, dear Lord, so that we can have that eternal life that you died on that cross for. But dear Lord, let us spend our day strengthening up our faith and helping other people find that. Father, um, I saw a video earlier that Nathan sent me. that was one of the most inspiring things that I saw today. And I thank you for sending it to me. And it was a guy on an airplane who literally is leaving the airplane and turns around and says, do you know Jesus to the entire airplane and sat there for five minutes trying to explain the importance of Christ, having him in their life and him doing what he can to help them out and to keep on praying for him. Let us have that kind of courage, father, to where no matter where we go, we talk about you, we mention you, we bring you up so that people that don't know you can have that opportunity to know you. For those that have turned their backs and have avoided knowing you so far, let us plant that seed, dear Lord, like you did in our lives so that we can walk up there and have that chance at salvation as well. Dear Lord, the more and more this world tries to persecute the christians and say that we're the problem the troublemakers the more i have faith in you dear lord because i know that the enemy hates you then there must be something that they are fearing dear lord and we all know that so during these times dear lord while the devil tries to tempt us and the devil tries to deceive us and lead us down these wrong paths let us always get on our knees and pray to you dear lord When we're having a bad day we're having stress we're having troubles let us ask you to take that out of our hands dear lord and to get us through these problems Dear Lord, you never give us anything in our lives that we can't handle. And dear Lord, sometimes you put things in our lives that are there to strengthen us up, give us more courage, because the prayers that we pray aren't always answered in the way that we ask, dear Lord, but in the way that we needed to hear it, dear Lord. You never give us anything that wasn't destined and wasn't meant to be. So I thank you. Thank you for loving us enough and having the patience with us to get us to the point we are today, dear Lord. And never let us forget to love and pray for our enemies as well, dear Lord. You had patience with us. Let us have patience with them. One day they can end up being some of your strongest and greatest enemies dear, or greatest allies to defeat the enemies that are standing up against us. So dear Lord, let us never judge one another person. Let us love that person, not necessarily love the sin, dear Lord, but to point that out to them as we point out to ourselves every single day to the point when we do make a mistake, when we do sin, we recognize it immediately and we ask forgiveness for that. But thank you for giving us the opportunity to listen to us as we repent, dear Lord, and to forgive us for those things. Dear Lord, we make mistakes every single day, but we're trying to become better people, better Christians, better, better creations that you gave us here on this earth every single day, dear Lord. So just let us continue to focus on what we need to focus on. Don't let us get distracted by the things we don't need to get distracted by. Let us ever let us walk by you and behind you, dear Lord, not in front of you because you have the answers, dear Lord. So don't let us go off and seek these on our own. Let us have a firm grasp of scripture, dear Lord, before we go outside of it looking for the other answers, dear Lord, because the most important things we know the importance of having you in our heart, the relationship with you, helping others find that, repenting, dear Lord, and praying for others and spreading that gospel from nation to nation. It's the least we can do for you. But let us all stand up and find new ways to serve you every single day, dear Lord, until we end up in this battle, dear Lord, and you come back and you put judgment upon this evil world, dear Lord, and bring us home. But we love you with all of our hearts and we thank you for everything you bless us with. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, uh, once again, I thank you so much for coming on. I always love these conversations. And uh, and once again, I'm, I'm just so thankful that what you're doing for those children, and we're going to do everything we can to help you out the way that you're helping them out. We got a long ways to go, man. But, you know, like I said, it, it all starts with the children. It all starts with the children. And if you're keeping those kids focused and disciplined, giving them life lessons, getting them away from the TV screens, getting them away from the indoctrinations. That's the first step that we can do because we need to preserve the innocence of these children and we need to let these kids know who God is from the moment they're born so they have in their lives until the moment they leave this earth. Um, some of us got a late start on all this, man. The kids would be better off if they knew what we know now back then. But John, brother, thank you so much for joining us again tonight, man. I love you very, very much. I'm always thankful for you, man. And uh, God bless you for all that you're doing. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Okay. Awesome to be here. Great talking to you. Absolutely. We'll continue this. We'll get back into it next Thursday. Um, and all of you out here, I want to thank you so much for all that you do. You guys are amazing. All the prayer warriors out here, all of you picking up someone when they fall on that path. We are here for each other in so many ways. Like I said, God has blessed us all with so many skills for this mission. But one of the things that God blessed us with was one another so that we can be here to lift each other up during these dark times. And I certainly am thankful for all of you. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. Thank you for listening to Kill to Christian, episode 544. MSM Live is Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow evening for episode 545 on Friday with another uh, scriptural conversation. And then Saturday and Sunday, Brothers in a Bible. will be there for both days. That would be 8 o'clock on weekends, uh, Eastern time nine o'clock tomorrow night but guys I love you all very very much have an absolutely beautiful evening we will see you tomorrow and we leave you with this
0: oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight last evening, Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that
1: an absolutely beautiful rest of your night and spoiler alert god wins so stress not fear not let go of all of your anxiety pray 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 more than you ever have never cease remember to spread that gospel from nation to nation we're going to get through this just fine because god has our backs as we have him he will give us everything that we need to get to this battle guys i love you all very very much have an absolutely
0: beautiful evening and god bless